Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Christy Leonard, owner and host of Writers in the Wild Retreats, nonfiction voiceover artist, and president of WFWA. I'm excited to share with you a little about today's guest. Beth Eusness Johnson has published short fiction and essays in literary journals such as Story Quarterly, Massachusetts Review, Mississippi Review, and The Best American Essays. But her goal was always to publish a novel. After 12 years and two literary agents, her debut novel, Coming Clean, was published by the literary small press Regal House Publishing on January 9th. Beth's writing focuses on socioeconomic status and working-class lives. Hello, Beth. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so privileged to know you. We actually know each other through the Women's Fiction Writers Association. And I think we met in person two years ago, three years ago, at one of the retreats. Yes, that was a great retreat. I met so many wonderful writers. It's a great way to build community. Yeah, definitely. So we always start with the same question. Tell me the most interesting thing about where you are from. Well, I am from Dearborn, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit. And the thing about Dearborn, Michigan that many people know is that it is the home of Ford Motor Company. So they have the world headquarters there. Um, People get pretty angry if you don't drive an American car. But what I find most interesting is that Dearborn has the largest Arab American population in the whole United States. Oh. So Ford opened its Rouge plant in the 1920s, and those jobs attracted people from Lebanon, Syria, and Yemen. And then later, more people came from Iraq and Palestine. And Dearborn is home to the largest mosque in the United States, which is called the Islamic Center of America. Wow. And I just think it's really great. The city is very diverse, and it's proof that there's a thriving Muslim-American community. And I love the diversity and how different cultures are represented there. And also, the uh, Middle Eastern food scene in Dearborn is amazing. So there's a lot of really great places. I recently discovered a Lebanese bakery with a delicious date-filled cookie called um, a mamoul, and I think that everybody needs to try one. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I definitely would not have considered Michigan to be the most diverse place, um, certainly. Yeah, it's a really great city, and um, it's a nice example of how different communities, different cultures, different religions can all live together and have a great time and live in harmony. Oh, I love that. That's so amazing. So uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit. What is something you wish you would have understood more deeply when you were 20 years old? When I was 20 years old, let's see, I was way more impatient than I am even now. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah. So my writing journey um, specifically took a lot longer than I had expected it to. And when I was 20, I would think that if I wanted to do something, I would be able to accomplish it quickly. 
And I think as we age, we just start to learn that to become an expert in something takes a lot of time and effort and to get there isn't always easy. So I would tell myself to slow my roll. (laughs) (laughs) Slow my roll. I love that. Yeah, just step back and enjoy the ride because it does take a long time to get where you want to be. It absolutely does. Do you think you've done the 10,000 hours of writing yet? Isn't that what they say? 10,000 hours to be an expert in something? Yeah, probably. I feel like people don't want to take the time to become an expert in things anymore. We have such a instantaneous gratification kind of society with technology and everything. But Um, I think it really does take 10,000 hours to become an expert. Definitely. Well, I know you had some experience. You got an MFA, am I correct? Yes, I did. Um, When I started to write, I drafted an entire novel and realized that I didn't really know how to write novels. So I went back for my low residency MFA, which is a program that you can do mostly remotely. Um, I had a husband and a family, like little kids and a job. And so um, that was kind of the first step in my writing journey uh, was really learning about craft and how to put the words on the page. And when I finished the program, um, another kind of patience example (laughs) is that I thought that that would be the end and that that would be my pathway to publication. But it actually took me 14 more years to publish a novel. Wow. So it was just the beginning for me. I do hear that a lot when it comes to publishing, that patience is definitely a virtue. (laughs) It really is. And you have to believe in your own work and what you're trying to do with your work, um, no matter how many rejections you get. You know, at the end of the day, I can look back on it now and think, I've believed in my work and I didn't give up and it was not easy getting here, but I finally did it and it feels really great. Well, when I pick up a book, I try not to read the summaries or, you know, I'm I'm much happier if I read a book if I don't know what the book is about. And sometimes you think you know what a book is going to be about because you can look at the cover or you've heard people talk about it or whatever. But when I picked up your book and read it, I was actually surprised in a good way. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And for our listeners, how would you summarize your book in one sentence? I hope I warned you about this. <laughs> yeah. So Coming Clean is the story of a disgruntled cleaning lady in upstate New York who agrees to pose for her friend's provocative photography project in the houses she cleans. It is so masterfully done, so creative. When I did Sheila's interview, I, I had a word, was soulful, because that was what I felt with hers. With yours... I feel like it is way deeper. It's so deep. Both of them are very layered. Yours is very layered. Um, but in, in yours, for sure, the, the word that came to mind for me was deep. Which of your characters do you most closely identify with? Oh, that's so interesting. Well, <laughs> I don't identify a ton with the protagonist, Dawn, who's a 22-year-old cleaning lady who's got a lot on her mind, and she's not always very happy. But there was one character in the novel, Barb Turner, whose house uh, Dawn cleans on Mondays that I definitely see the most of myself in. She was kind of a busy, overworked mom who didn't have all the control in her life that she wanted. 
But the really fun part about the project was developing all the different houses that Dawn cleans in each day of the week. So, Yeah, that was clever. I liked the way that did that. Yeah, I actually, when I started writing this novel, I it was the first time that I wanted to think about structuring the book before I began writing it. When I came up with a cleaning lady concept, I thought, oh, well, they clean a different house every day of the week. So I'm going to start there and build from that starting place. So I always knew there would be five different households that she was in. And it was great fun trying to imagine who lived there and what their houses were like and what kind of belongings they had. Yeah, absolutely. So what surprised you most about your writing career? Just switching a little bit to more of the career question. Yeah. So I think what surprised me the most is that it's ups and downs. And even when you have really great, you know, like if you get a great accomplishment, a publication, um, it feels wonderful, but it doesn't ever feel like you've actually made it and you're going to stay there. So I think it's just a continual process. And for me, I try to always just be open to learning new things about writing Like it's the only way to stay on top of your game and to keep improving on what you do because people will expect something great from you next if they like what you did the first time. And so it's just a growing process, I think. How many books do you actually have under your belt? Because obviously this is the one that you published and you said you had two agents. So how did that kind of... So Coming Clean was the fourth novel that I drafted. I have two more since, so I've drafted six novels, and I have this one published. So I always told myself that I kept writing throughout the process of looking for an agent, finding an agent, going out on submission, and then when things didn't work out, I continued to write and just kept going, and I always told myself that if I ever get somewhere... I'm going to have a lot of things ready to go. So I just tried to keep going back and revising. So we'll see if that serves me well now that Come and Clean is out in the world. I have actually heard that advice that you keep writing so that when you're ready and publishing that you can have something else in the works. Yeah, that's what I've heard too, that it's always good to be thinking about your next project. Absolutely. What would you want to tell others who are dreaming about writing a book? Maybe not even someone who knows about writing. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, when I started putting words on the page, I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, I had some really embarrassing moments where I sent some queries out and got schooled by agents on just how poor my, my writing was at that time. And I mean, everybody starts somewhere that's what I always think back to is that everybody starts somewhere and you just keep going. You just keep trying and learning and seeing what more you can do. And I really believe that if you have enough persistence, you can do almost anything. Absolutely. Do you think that your book would be the same if you had written it at a different time in your career? This, the book that you've published? It would definitely not be. So I started writing Coming Clean 12 years ago. Oh, wow. And I I haven't really written 
much on it in about three or four years. So it's been done for a while. um, And I know that I've learned a lot as a writer since I finished the novel. But I am also glad that it took a long time to find a home because over those years, um, I got a lot of editorial feedback that I had time to think about. And I did try to make the story stronger. So I think what really changed over the years was that Dawn's character really deepened and grew. She didn't have as much of a backstory. When I first started writing, I was so interested in, you know, the houses that she cleaned and all people. And she was just kind of the window into those lives. But gradually I realized Dawn needed to have just as much, if not more of a story than the houses that she was cleaning in. So you would never know that if you were reading the book. If you read an older draft, Dawn was a little less, I mean, she's not always the most likable protagonist, but in the beginning, she was not very likable at all, which was problematic. So, I mean, I had to really think a lot about who she was and why she was doing the things that she was doing. And once I figured all of that out, I think it really finally came together. So, I mean, there was a reason it didn't get published back when I had an agent in 2016. It wasn't, it wasn't quite there yet. Wow. So where is the best place for folks to find you? We always want to know that. Probably the best place to find me is my website because I have links on there to my social media and everything. So my writing name is Beth Useness Johnson, and I wouldn't expect anyone to spell Useness. So It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> so the email address is BethUJohnson.com. Awesome. Very good. So we always end with the same question. What book or story inspires you the most? Oh, that's an easy one for me. So when I finished with my MFA program, I applied to my first summer conference and I was accepted at the Swanee Writers Conference. It was very exciting. So I went to my public library to get some books from the instructors at Swanee because I knew I had to choose who I would like to put as my first choice to work with. And I discovered Jill McCorkle, who has this story collection called Crash Diet. And I really love short stories because they're like nice digestible pieces of writing. Her story Crash Diet was so funny that I started laughing in the library And then I like lost complete control and was like laughing so hard. I was doubled over and crying. I had laughed my way out of the library into my car the entire drive home and the whole rest of the afternoon. I mean, it is even the very first paragraph of the story. You learn like there's this character. She just got dumped by her husband. You know, it's going to be you're in for a real roller coaster of a story. Um, I always return to it because it reminds me how much you can accomplish in your writing in just a few paragraphs if you have a great voice or, you know, you really know who your character is. So I recommend everyone check out Jill McCorkle. She also writes novels, but I really do love her short stories a lot. Yeah, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. That's awesome. Well, our time is up. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. And everybody needs to go out and find this book because it is a good one. You will enjoy it. Thanks for being here, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. 
We hope you take a second to give us stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting. <laughs>